Hello and welcome to another episode of Capital Ideas, the podcast where members of the Majority Democratic Caucus in the Washington State House of Representatives sit down at the Capitol and talk about ideas. If you've been here before, welcome back. And if you're a new listener, you picked a great one to start with. In just a moment, I'll be talking with brand new Representative Dave Paul. Dave represents the 10th Legislative District, which comprises all of Island County and parts of Snohomish and Skagit Counties. He's worked in higher education throughout his adult life, and he's currently Vice President of Institutional Planning and Effectiveness at Skagit Valley College. That expertise is going to be key in a session when higher education is front and center in the legislature. We talked for just a little while during the second week of that 2019 session, and here's how that went. Welcome, Representative Dave Paul from the 10th Legislative District. I really appreciate you being here today for Capital Ideas. Thank you, Dan. It's great to be here. You are a brand new legislator. This is the end of the second week of your tenure in in the Washington State House of Representatives, which means that other than the people in your district, a lot of people might not know who Dave Paul is, and I think a lot of them might be interested. So I, I grew up here in Washington State, uh, grew up in Enumclaw, and then went to Seattle University. Met my wife in graduate school, and she and I have four kids. Jacob is 20, and Beth and Eli are twins. They're 18, and then um, Abigail's in middle school. Uh, we live in Oak Harbor, and I've been very fortunate for the last 10 years, I've worked for Skagit Valley College and mostly in student services. So I help folks with veterans benefits, with advising, with financial aid. And just recently, over the last year, became the chief accreditation officer of the college. But I'm a political scientist by training, so I teach American government and, and just love living in the 10th district in No Harbor and Woodby Island and just honored to be the newest representative for the district. Everybody who ends up here at some point has a light bulb going over their head that says, this would be a great idea. I should run for the state legislature. What was that light bulb moment for you? My family really encouraged me to consider running, and I would not be here without Rachel and the kids helping us so much um, over the last year. Uh, But really focused on on education and both K-12, pre-K-12 now, and college, and, and making sure that our education systems help get people towards living wage jobs. And I felt that that discussion wasn't being really heard in the legislature. Um, And it's interesting that there are at least three of us that were elected that have strong ties to the community college system this this past year. So wanting to make sure that we're focusing on education and making sure that we are working to fully fund our public schools. Um, And so right now, I think we need to work on special education and, and mental health in public schools. And then thinking about how we can better train our young people for the jobs of today and the jobs of tomorrow um, after they graduate. You know, that's one of the big changes in higher education, I think, over the last few decades. At one point in the not-too-distant past, college was synonymous with liberal arts, arts and Mm -hmm. sciences, people who were probably going to work in an office. Mm -hmm. Community and technical colleges now are really more technical and are needing to train people for, as you say, the jobs that exist in the 21st century. The liberal arts education is really important for a lot of folks, and a liberal arts education teaches critical thinking and good communication skills, both written and and oral communication skills. What I think community college also do is teach those things as well, and also give people other skills that they can go directly into the workforce. And these are really important skills, so whether it's learning how to, to be a 
great automotive technician or learning to be a nurse, if you, if you don't learn to do that right, somebody could die. These are really critical skills that we've got to have a, a strong, trained workforce. And if we're doing our jobs right and focusing on jobs that can't be outsourced, you, fixing your car is not something we're not going to ship a car over to China to, to fix it. And we're not going to ship people who are sick to China to help them get better. So thinking about how those community college jobs and those technical programs can help people get a good paying job right away without having student loan debt if we're doing it right. The, that group of folks that go in that direction, they may very well decide 10 years from now, hey, I want to run my own business or I want to do something different because most of us will change careers multiple times in our lives. And again, if we're doing our job right at the community college level, as many of those credits should transfer into that bachelor program. And perhaps they're going just two more years to get that bachelor's degree and then doing that next job in their life, maybe they're being a manager or they're running their own business. And if we can make college more affordable than it is now, community colleges can also become basically just part of a lifelong learning system. If I'm 45 years old and I have been an auto mechanic and I decide that I want to be a nurse, if it's not exorbitantly expensive, I can do that in the evenings while I'm still fixing cars. And by the time I'm 47, I'm able to go into a healing art. Absolutely. So it, it, the great thing, of, if community colleges are designed right, you're able to do classes at night. You're able to do them over a course of several years. It, and they give the opportunity for folks who just want to learn something new. Maybe you're watching the British Baking Competition and you decide, hey, I want to learn how to uh, bake like a pro. Uh, so you take a couple of culinary classes at Skagit Valley College and, and check that out. And maybe that becomes your next career. You, you'll love it. And we want to try to get people into careers that they love. I don't want to focus totally on higher education yeah. here because I know you're about more than that. You, as a member of the legislature, are a member of uh, at least three committees. I know you're vice chair of the education committee, which yeah. has a K-12 orientation. Mm-hmm. But you're also on the college and workforce development yep. committee and transportation, which is key to any legislator who has an island in his or her district. Yeah, Yeah. so in terms of transportation, and I'm really happy to to be on that committee. My dad worked for a long time in public works, so I've got a basic understanding of of how our road infrastructure works. In my district especially, we've got a strong ferry system. We've got two ferries that serve our district, and a third that serves right up against it out of Anacortes. We gotta make sure that our ferry system is modern. We can take steps to make sure that the ferry system is better for the environment. So there's uh, a lot of exciting work about using hybrid technology on the ferries. And the great thing about that is you have the diesel as backup, but you're running on on electric much of the time. So if there was an emergency, uh, a really bad earthquake, we could still use the ferries and power was cut off. You could still use the ferries to get people and, and goods back and forth. And then we've got a lot of bridges that are really critical pitch points um, on Fidago Island, on Woodby Island, on Camino Island, getting to and from those islands. We've got to make sure those are maintained well. And this is the year when the big two-year transportation budget will be written, yeah. and you will be key in that process. Yeah, yeah it's pretty exciting, the, the work that's being done uh, to look ahead, to use new technologies to help improve traffic flows and reduce congestion, and th- this growing emphasis on getting people out of cars and using public transportation and also walking and bike riding. I'm very fortunate that when I'm here in the legislature, I get to walk to work. 
uh, and managed to get an apartment very close to the capital. So I walk every day and, and only drive when I'm headed home on the weekends. So this is kind of a convenient segue from transportation to the environment because mm-hmm. obviously they're closely linked. Protecting the environment is is critical in my district and across the state because we want to protect our quality of life. Not only is it a moral thing to do that we, we need to leave the earth in, in a better place than it was when we inherited it, but we need to be protecting the industries that are vital in my district like tourism, like agriculture, and fishing. We're already seeing the effects of acidification on shellfish and you know, with the Penco mussels and, and oyster beds uh, right in my backyard, we, we've got to protect those, those industries and the, and the people whose livelihood depends on them. I'm excited that we're trying to reduce pollution. I think one of the conversations to have is how the technology has improved so much with electric and hybrid. Uh, and I drive a, a LEAF. It's, it's a great car to drive. It's a fun car to drive. And the technology is improving so much that people are getting longer uh, distances. Uh, and we're building up our infrastructure so that folks don't have to be worried about not being able to find a charging station. Um, and then even on the, the transportation committee talking about ferries, folks seem to, oh, some folks seem a little nervous about going to an all-electric fleet. So then the, the hybrid discussion is really exciting since you've got the diesel as a backup in case there was a significant power outage. It not only uh, reduce emissions, but also reduces uh, noise in the uh, sound um, that affects orcas. And probably over the long run saves a couple of bucks. It does. So the maintenance costs on electric and hybrid is significantly lower than all diesel. Let me spin you off for a minute here to talk about something else that is key to your district, which is the presence of the military, Mm -hmm. which means there's going to be a lot of veterans in your district, people who have chosen to stay here, people who have maybe done a stint here and then come back after they retired. One of the great things about my job at Skagit Valley College was working with our veteran students. And we've got two campuses, uh, and especially on the Mount Vernon campus, we heard from veterans that they they wanted a, a veteran's lounge or a veteran's room where, where they could decompress and get away from the, the hectic college environment at times. They needed uh, wanted a, a club to help bring folks together. And so we helped facilitate that, and, and both of those are really strong and in place on the Mount Vernon campus. At the Whidbey Island campus, we've got a Naval Air Station uh, right next door to the college. and strong veteran presence in Oak Harbor and throughout my district. One of the things I'm hearing for folks that are, so so not only do folks, we need to help folks with their education benefits and and taking advantage of the GI Bill, but with folks that have been there for a long time and want to continue to live in the district and are approaching retirement or are are retired, they want to live at home. So that means having better transportation for veterans, it means having better housing, and access to quality health care so that they can they can stay in the district and stay at home. So we're working with county commissioners in Island County especially to help partner with, with local dollars, um, state dollars to help provide those services and strengthen our existing services. I wish you luck on all these goals and I appreciate you coming by. I think that people know a little bit more about Representative Dave Paul of the 10th District And I do thank you. I think we'll be talking again soon. I'd really enjoy that, Dan. Thank you so much for having me this morning.
If you feel like you got something worthwhile out of the last few minutes, why not subscribe to Capital Ideas on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is your state government, and what happens here matters. The more you know about how it works, the better it can work for you and for everyone. I'm Dan Frizzell for the Washington State House Democrats, putting people first. Thank you for listening.